Just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Gorge. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there. You feel me? Hey, for my potters, though. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. And I'm on SoundCloud. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is either type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. And bam, I pop right up. Hey, man, I'd like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. You feel me soft on your skin? Ah, I guarantee it boosts your sex appeal up. And if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, all right? Jesus all right, Christ. let's hop right into it. And the hot topic that's been going around in the social medias this week has been... That black lady as a therapist. And uh, she got canned from her job because she was uh, talking shit about black men and her, her black men clients. Which leads me into my topic uh, why black men have a hard time with therapy. Hmm. There's many factors when it comes into this thing. You feel me? And now it's just one motherfucking leg of the damn ugly ass spider. What? And I'm going to deep dive into it in a little bit. But I wanted to come with some other stats before we even hop into the shit. So one thing that would make it hard about therapy for black men is that you really want a therapist that you can relate to. And most time you really want to talk these things out with people not only that you can relate to, but look like you, sound like you understand where you're, where you're coming from, where your problem's coming from, and things of that nature, right? How the hell are we supposed to do that shit when the numbers are freaking skewed like a motherfucker? I'm going to read you the numbers of therapists, right? So, women make up 70 to 74% of the landscape of therapists. I'm going to repeat that again. They make up 70 to 74% from the sources I got. It, this come from motherfucking Wall Street Journal, nigga, Financial Times. I, I read this shit, I think, in a Washington Post or something, you feel me? Also through social media, this is where I'm getting all my sources, you feel me? But that's the landscape. Women alone make up that percentage. Now I'm about to hit y'all with a motherfucking doozy, you feel me? Guess what the percentage of them? Black people that are th therapists. I wait. Waited long enough. 4%. 4%, my nigga. 4%. Per cent. 
first of all, we not even the percentage of how we are of people. We 13% of the damn population and 4% of therapists. You take that 4%, line it up with the 70% of women. How many black men you think are therapists? Probably like five or six. Jesus <laughs> oh, God damn. Wow. Wow. God. Man. And that's just one reason why it's hard for black men to have a hard time with therapy. We can't even find motherfuckers that look like us, that talk like us, that come through the same struggle like us, because the percentages are freaking low. And the reason why, one of the reasons why, why we want therapists that sound like us, look like us, uh, can understand the dynamics of what we're going through and feel comfortable how we talk and how we present ourselves is because of what <laughs> happened with the young lady, which was a black woman, which was even more sad, happened in the social media of how she was shitting on her black men clients. Shitting. You wanna know the cold piece about it? She still blamed black men for her being canned from her job as a therapist. She was 27. It was like, Ooh. bro, that's incredible. Like, that's incredible that she was a therapist, but why shit on us, yo? And the main thing about it, Black women was up. It was in the uproar of her comments and how she was talking. That was the person that them was the main people. And as a black man, I appreciate y'all for doing this. Y'all, y'all, y'all stood up for us. You feel me? That was the one that got her ass fired. But she still was mad at black men, and that's why it's hard for black men. To, to get therapy or we having a hard time with it because even our counterparts, first of all, it's only 4% of black people that's therapists. And if it's within that 4% and the therapists have, have her sentiment, it's going to deter black men from even trying to go get therapy. Cause if it's like, if we come in there to tell you about our problems, make us better mentally and stuff, and this how you view it, why the f do we want to go to therapy? It's already hard enough for us to get off our ass to go to therapy, and then we got to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. It's wild, bruh. Wow. Wild, wild fucking west. Yeah, bro. Another reason why it's hard for black men to go to therapy, you feel me? A lot of that shit don't be in the uh, health plans. Don't be in the medical plan. If you got medical insurance, medical insurance don't really cover therapy. So you got to come out of pocket. Sometimes that shit can be pricey. Yes. And I know you're like, oh, invest in your mental health. But you can't invest in your mental health if you ain't got it. You ain't got the dough for it. How the f*** can you invest in it? Hmm. Another reason why black men have a hard time with therapy, just that 
outside connotation of therapy what comes along with it. And I know that stereotype is being broken down and all that, but if you live in the real world, you still hear motherfuckers talk about, oh, you going to therapy? Oh, you crazy, bro. Oh, you going to therapy? Oh, you weak-minded, my nigga. Why the fuck you need therapy? Man, just go play some sports or play some video games. Hell, smoke a little bit, drink a little bit. You don't need no therapy, dog. Yeah, you still hear that sentiment. When it comes in the circles when you talk amongst black men. And I don't know if that's ever going to go away. You feel me? Another reason why it's hard for black men to go to therapy or having a hard time with therapy is because, um, and this happened to me. I went to therapy twice. Had two different therapists. Both were white women. So, you just feel like they not really understanding your problem or even give a giggity about your problem anyway. It feel like they just trying to get you in or get you out when it, when it comes to you as a black man going to therapy. That's how I felt. And literally, I, bro, the last therapist I had, we just wasn't connected, wasn't gelling, it wasn't, you feel me? I feel like she wasn't really listening, which is kind of crazy, right? Because your therapist is supposed to be the ultra listener, but I, she wasn't listening. The point prior to that, I missed one freaking meeting because of work. Couldn't reschedule her for a whole month, and then when I tried, she still dropped my ass. Jesus Christ. And you could tell... They say that 90% of communication through body language, I could tell by both of them, their body language was like, I don't know if I want this motherfucker to be my client. Oh, he talked. You could just tell, bro. And it sucks. Because I feel, us as black men, we need therapy the most. But I feel like when we do seek out to get therapy, don't have individuals that look like us or that uh, can cater to our needs or the way that we need it to be. And then when we do find somebody that that look like us, you feel me? Uh, we getting shitted on. You feel me? And mainly, mainly women make up the landscape of therapy. And we're only 4%. A therapist. So the numbers is not with us, bruh. At this point, our best therapy session is on the basketball court or in the barbershop, bro. Like, if you really think about it, bruh, shit's <laughs> wild and many and it's sad. But after hearing this shit on, on the social media, hearing how this, this, and she was fine as hell too. And beautiful black woman, bro, just shitting on us, bro. Damn. And you wanna know something, bro? When she was saying all that shit, saying all that horse shit or whatever, I at the end of the day, I like, you know, I wanna call out on it, but at the end of the day, also, I feel like she just needed a hug. Therapists need hugs too. <laughs> you feel me? I felt she just needed some love, bruh. Damn. But yeah. At the end of the day, 
I know it's it's really being promoted out there in every just media news and just oh, black men go get therapy, go get therapy, black men go get therapy, go see a therapist, go see a therapist. Now y'all seeing the ugly side of what's going on when black men are going to go get therapy. And I am part of that group because I went to go get therapy. Not once, but freaking twice. And at this point, I literally want a black person. I prefer a black man. What? Pause that. <laughs> you see? You see? This is why. You feel me? Because I'll be talking like this in therapy. You feel me? It's little jokes and stuff, but... That's how you interconnect. You feel me? This is our communication. This is how we communicate. Man. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because this was such a hot topic and I wanted to bring up the numbers and, you know, show people that, man, black man, we are trying to go to therapy. We're trying this shit, but this is what we're getting hit with. Enough of the therapy talk, bruh. All right. We about to get into the next segment. Ooh-wee! We about to get into the sad Seven. segment. And uh, I had to talk about this movie right here. Went to go see this in theaters with one of my homegirls, you feel me? And this was a good movie. Bullet Train. In theaters. Uh-huh. Yes, sirree. Yes, sirree, biz up. And uh, y'all know me, right? I'm a goddamn stat teacher. So I'm going to hit y'all with the stats. You feel me? IMDb gave it a 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 53%. Are y'all kidding me? (laughs) Y'all. Yo, I agree with the people. The people gave it a 90%. So I'm going to say, frick y'all. Yes, this was a pretty goddamn good movie. You feel me? This came out August 5th, 2022. This is directed by David Litch. You feel me? Ooh, they had the budget on here. Budget was 86 to 90 million. Okay. Okay. This is distributed by Sony Pictures. So, Sony Productions, Sony Pictures. And, uh, yeah, man. This movie was freaking awesome, bro. This shit was cool as hell. I f***ed with it. Man, the cast was star freaking studded. Oh, my God. Bro. They had Brad Pitt. He was Ladybug. They had Bad Bunny. He was the wolf. He was actually pretty good. Hmm. They had Aaron Taylor Johnson. Nigga has two first names. Uh, he was Tangerine. They had Joey King. Yes, I seen her in a couple movies. Pretty great actor. She was Prince. They had uh hold on. We about to see some more. They had they had bruh from ATL, bruh, the rapper, bruh. Well, he plays a rapper in ATL, you feel me? They had Brian Tari Henry. He was Lamont. Bro, they had Sandra Bullock. They had Sandra Bullock. She's Marie Beetle. Ah. Oh. Then, when they bring out the Hornet character, when I tell you, I was in La La Land. Because I love this woman. She don't know me. She don't know me from a bag of chips. But every time I see her on screen, I'll be like, God damn. That 
is the precipice of beauty. Zaza Beats. Oh my God! She played the horny. I was like, <laughs> Oh my goodness, bro. Bruh, they had hella more people, but damn, man. Star-studded cast, bro. Hey, hand claps for y'all, bro. And everybody acted well, too, bro. This shit was great, bro. Everybody was... Man, acting... Ooh, impeccable. Damn. But yeah, essentially, the, uh, all right. Let me give y'all the proper plot for some of it, and then I'll give you what my plot, all right? Because my plot be totally different than they shit. Uh, Bullet Train was, is an action comedy film, you feel me? Uh, it was screenplay by Zach Olowitz, and, uh, essentially, the plot is, uh, take place in Tokyo. They on a bullet train and the assassin ladybug is uh yeah trying to get this package <laughs> pause that <laughs> that is the plot is this nigga trying to get this package other people are trying to get this uh this package too but also trying to kill ladybug and they're trying to kill each other and stuff like that and one dude uh what was the character? What was the character name? The um, I'm gonna find it. What the fuck is that one character name? Where's it at? Not Hiroki Sonata. He played the elder. It was. It was. He came on later. It was some other dude, bruh. And like he was trying to. Well, he felt like a little bitch at first, cause you know his son got pushed off a roof and he wasn't there to freaking save him and shit. And he all in the hospital. So now he's trying to avenge his son, Delph. And the, the dude that plays the elder, he his, you know, the kid grandfather. And he like, I'm about to avenge you. I'm about to kill this motherfucker that did this shit. Okay? But yeah, essentially, Ladybug, played by Brad Pitt, was trying to get this package. And then the other character, uh, Lamont and Tangerine, they assassins too. And... They're trying to get the, the package. And the package was basically money. At the end of the day, everybody was trying to chase this package of money. Prince, Joey King character, trying to get this money. Had great action. Everybody was trying to murk each other to get this money. Except for the elder and his son. They were trying to uh figure out who was the person that had this package so they could kill him. Because they knew that they was the one that pushed the grandson off the roof. And they were in cahoots too, man. They trained together back in the day. And they were like, it was some older white dude named, uh, his character was named White. What was it? White something? I'm about to get White Death. Played by Michael Shannon. Keyword. White Death. <laughs> and he, it, you know, he trained with the elder and all that shit. And he, he backstabbed him. Like, the elder was like the right-hand man of the main dude. And the elder was like, bruh, don't trust this white man. He gonna come and kill your ass. And what'd he do? He came and colonized his ass. Jesus Christ. Damn. White death. His character was cool, too. Everybody's character was tight as fuck, bro. I'm telling you, bro. They were all badass. Even Bad Bunny.
the wolf. He had one of the coolest characters. You feel me? He was an assassin, and they killed his whole family. You know who killed his family? The hornet. The hornet poisoned him with this freaking venomous snake poison. But he came and tried to kill his family, and, you know, Ladybug killed him. Kind of quick death. I thought the wolf was going to be a little tougher than that. This thing got killed kind of easily. <laughs> you know how you playing video games in a ball, like it'll be a boss fight, and you're like, damn, this boss is crazy, bro. He about to whoop my ass. And then you beat him in like two minutes. That's how the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sad. I'm sad that that character got killed all so damn quick. God damn. Yeah, man, everybody character was badass. It was tight, bro. You feel me? And at the end, um, freaking, <clears throat> you thought Lemon got killed by Prince, but didn't stay the lie, had a bulletproof vest. But Tangerine died. His brother. They're brother assassins. I mean, they were adopted. One was from the caucus of the caucus mountains. Another bro was black as hell. So, but they brothers love. They love killing other motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, Tangerine died and then like Lemon avenges death by running over uh Prince at the end of the movie and Ladybug at the end got uh not only did they kill White Death so the elder got Got his revenge, but the son of the elder got to be a man that he, he wanted to be, and they ended up killing White Death, and the son was uh still alive, you feel me, they, and the grandson, you feel me, and Ladybug got the package, and I think Sand Sandra Bullock character was the one uh talking to uh Ladybug the whole time, and um Sandra Bullock character was uh Marie Beetle. And when Sandra Bullock came out, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, Sandra Bullock, beautiful as fuck, too. God damn. Yeah, she came out. I was like, damn, bruh. And she came out, you feel me, and talked or whatever, and then, like, she had a nice-ass car. And that was the whole, I think the whole message of the movie was the, uh, it was, like, faith. Like, do you have, like, really free will, or is it just, are you being controlled by faith? And like, is it is it like these actions control these actions? That was the main thing, and it was all on a bullet train. That's why they call it bullet train. See how she was simple, bro. And like all this shit happened on a bullet train, all within like three hours, literally. That shit was tight, bro. Man, great action, great comedy, and like Sandra Bullet character, uh, the Beetle. She came, had the nice car, and she planted it right in front of this, I don't know, some ball thing or whatever. And then, as soon as uh, Ladybug was like, that's a nice car, boom, the thing fell right on it, crushed it. Beetle, she was like, fuck this shit. Damn. Yeah. And, um, that was the end of the movie. Yeah. They walk off into the sunset, and... Somewhat everybody's happy. Because some people got killed off. You feel me? Oh, and that was the thing too. Prince, she was the daughter of White Death. And White Death was essentially like, yeah, you my daughter and all, but 
want you around this shit. I don't even know why you here. And she was just trying to get her daddy approved. And then he got murked. <laughs> Everybody got murked. Except for Ladybug, Lemon, um, DeVito, and Elder. I think Elder got murked too. His son didn't get murked though. Yeah. End of the movie. Action comedy. Great movie. Bullet Train. See, just get, just get a star set of cast, keep it simple, have action and com comedy and stuff like that. Man. Ah, oh, the horny. Bullet Train in theaters, bruh. Y'all go check it out, bro. I was with this movie. I loved it. It was it was incredible. Hoo-wee. Alright, man. Y'all know what time it is. Ooh, snapperooskies. We about to get into meantime. And uh, I got some juicy memes for y'all. And uh, since we talked about Bullet Train, we got a Bullet Train meme. <laughs> and they should have had bruh in this movie. He would have fit in well. Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. They always had Chuck Norris doing wild shit in his movies. But uh, it says, Chuck Norris caught a ride on a bullet train while it was moving. Jesus oh! Christ! <laughs> Only Chuck Norris could do this. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Hell yeah. Chuck Norris <laughs> caught a bullet train while it was still moving. That's white greatness. <laughs> uh, all right. So we talk about therapy. I got a therapy name. And it got Frodo from Lord of the Rings. And he looking like, you know, he got that dumb look on his freaking face. And it reads, client, what should I do? Therapist. What do you think you should do? <laughs> and at the bottom it says, all right then, keep your secrets. Ah, <laughs> uh, ain't really be like that though. You're trying to get answers from the therapist and the therapist is like, what do you think you should do? Motherfucker, I'm paying you all this damn money for you to tell me I should think of my own shit. I could have kept my $300 a damn hour. God damn it. How do you feel? How do you think you should feel? I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got another therapist meme for you. <coughs> and it read, <clears throat> before I read it though, it got uh, the one character from Bob Burgers that always hanging out at Bob Burger joint. What is the name of that character? Y'all put it in the comments below. I don't know, but I know his face. He got the big, long-ass nose, too. Big as hell. But he always had Bob's back. He's a real writer. All right? And it reads, When my therapist takes the side of the person I'm complaining about, Oh, hey, this isn't going like I thought it would. <laughs> ah, you complaining about the person. The therapist be like, Uh, actually, you in the wrong. You feel me? You like, paid all this money for somebody to tell me I'm wrong. 
God damn. <laughs> oh my God, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Yeah, man. That's how it be, bro. There's... You clearly in the wrong. You need more therapy. More therapy? I gotta pay you more? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh man, just nailed it right on the head. Enough with the memes. Oh man, oh man, I appreciate y'all. Man, I got the best audience out there, so y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? Well, do it then. If they watching, at least they learning. Hell yeah, I appreciate all y'all from the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. Whoo! This is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic. Hey, man, for my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share, share a comment, like a comment. Y'all know what most of y'all smart out there. Hey, for my fathers though, I'm on Google Podcast, I'm on Apple Podcast, and I'm on SoundCloud. Across all those platforms, all you gotta do is type in the gap or Kamal Johnson ENT. Bam, and I pop right up. Hey, I like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire ass garments. Made out of 100% African cotton. I guarantee it. Look good on me. It's going to look good on your in-between ass. And I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. Ooers. On that note, y'all have a good day. Good evening. Good whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Y'all have a good one of it. I'm about to be out. Peace out, y'all. Man. Sad as me, man. Beautiful black woman shitting on black men. Is she a therapist? Well, she's not anymore. She got her ass canned. Damn. <laughs> this was good. This was good.